So first of all, um, all you guys that, uh, that give to Inspire 100, I want to share a couple more testimonies. It's just awesome. I appreciate you guys, all you guys online, etc. And so um, this is another one. There's a lot going on, as you can imagine, with uh, everything happening with Inspire. So this is, a, this is a great one, I think. Just wanted to send in a huge thank you and encourage to all of you, all of those who are giving to Inspire and listening. I started listening to Mike about a year ago and had numerous manifestations. So many that I started to list and didn't keep up with it because it became a new way of life and things were just happening all the time in all caps. Isn't that the way to live? So most recently, I had an unexpected car repair. As a single mom, things are very tight and I wasn't sure how I was going to pull this off. I immediately started to imagine that somehow my car repair was going to be completely paid for. And I started to feel very thankful that everything was taken care of. Within eight days, I received a check from Inspire that was more than enough for my repair. I can't wait to explain to my four-year-old how this happened. I'm so excited for this new supernatural way of life and can't, we, can't wait to be able to get to a point in my own finances to do this for other single moms. Isn't that cool? Yeah. That's fun. That's fun. And so I'm going to show uh, Tawana if we can pull that video up or whoever's doing it. Um, so some of you guys know my friend Benjamin in New Orleans. So uh, this is a single mom, six kids. It's very much how I grew up. And, and uh, how many of you guys know with six, well, Blackmans know, with six kids stuff happens, doesn't it? <laughs> it happened at my house too. And so uh, I've talked to you about that. First time Barb came to my family reunion, she's like, is this normal? It's like, what? I didn't even realize anything was abnormal. Just kids screaming and hitting each other with baseball bats and coming in bloody and like, oh, that? Yeah. Is that normal? Like, totally normal. But yeah, I, I thought I didn't even notice because they're, they're yanking on her going, Auntie, Auntie, Aunt Barb, Aunt Barb. And she's kind of like, what is happening here? Because she's from a small family. It's like, oh, welcome to my prolific family. So um, everybody has kids. So anyway, they had a little fire. And, and so uh, I'll let you, well, let's just run the video and then I'll, I'll explain it here. Um, if I say it wrong, is it Alessandra? Nishandra, yes, sir. Nishandra. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, I, like I said, we're, we're just a group of people that want to really help and show the tangible love of God. And so I'm going to, I'm going to send you a thousand dollars right now. And, um, and then what I'm going to ask you to do is maybe we can work with um, Benjamin and, and get some real estimates from contractors there that we trust. Yes. And sir. continue to help you. Okay. Thank you so much. Yes, yeah. sir. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and you know what? We're going to pray with you, and uh, we're going to help you with some of those health issues as well, where yes. they'll go away, okay? Yes. So you're feeling loved and feeling whole and feeling vibrant and, and being the mom that, uh, that you want to be. Amen? Yes, yes sir. Yeah, well, well, Benjamin said you're awesome and thought you'd be a great candidate for what we're doing. So, so Benjamin will give me the address, and, and uh, we'll get that mailed out to you, okay? Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. God bless you. And we'll, uh, like I said, we'll, I'll work with him and, and we'll see what we can do to, to help get your house back in order. Okay. Thank you so much. You have a blessed day. Yeah. Benjamin, thanks for, thanks for uh, reaching out, bro. We'll, we'll be in touch. Okay. Sure, Mike. I love you, baby. Yeah. I love you guys. Love you guys. All right. Have a great one. All right. God bless. Nashonda, you get bless. to beat my wife too. She, she'll, you'll love her. 
so much. I would love to cook for y'all. Yeah, well, that, that you you, gotta cook. He's, he's coming pretty much in then. He's on his way. Yes. You hit my weak spot. Yeah. <laughs> I found too many foods I don't like. So. Let me know when y'all coming. I would okay. love Okay. Blessings, guys. We'll, we'll be in touch soon, okay? Pray, pray for. Let's, let's pray. How's that? So, I don't know if you could hear. It's kind of hard to hear. But, uh, so, all you guys online, anybody here. Um, so, she had some contractors over, and they took advantage of her. She paid them, and then they did the work, and they did some shoddy work. And So, Benjamin's going to get some real estimates, and then... Uh, I was talking to Stephen and maybe a couple of people. We'll either see if we if we fly down there for a couple of days and fix it up, or we'll uh, depending on what we the scope of work, what we see, we'll we'll find some contractors that, that he trusts there and, and get it fixed up. And some of you guys remember we did that for Judy's whole basement. Remember that? Yeah. So that's pretty cool. So she watches all every week from Denver. But uh, so if you guys want to to chip in for that. Um, it's appreciated, you know. It's a, I, I know it, this is exactly why Inspire was started. I know for this for first hand, being a single, single mom, my mom with seven kids, and if if things broke in the house, they just stayed broken, and uh, that's just how it was. And so, we just want to change that. And then I, I think the most beautiful part is like this testimony here is the whole goal is not to keep paying for the same person over and over and over. The whole goal is to really just show them the tangible love of God, and then teach them they have everything within themselves to receive whenever they need it. Like really teach them their true identity and what true prayer is like as a son and daughter in the kingdom so that they can receive it again. Because most of these people have heard the gospel, but not the real gospel, in my opinion. So it's really hard to have faith when God's iffy and washy, and sometimes he's mad at me, sometimes he's not, sometimes I deserve to be blessed, sometimes I don't. It's like we grew up very word of faith, charismatic that way, and it's really hard to have faith because you never know if you're doing it right. Does anybody relate to that? Yeah. And you can't do it wrong. That's what, once you realize uh, how beautiful and his promises are. So anyway, enough of that. Um, so yeah, I just, that, this is the stuff that I love, just showing the tangible love of God and then being able to teach these single moms and kids and whatever. And I know, Michael, we just paid for some more car payments for some single moms that you're working on. So I appreciate you doing that too. That's awesome. You don't get paid enough, but, right? So anyway, you guys good with that? He goes, I love that kind of stuff. So anyway, um, hey, let's get into this. So what are, I wrote some notes. Oh, oh, yes, yes. So um, my friends Bill and Ann from Tennessee, they, uh, some of you guys have, have you, I know some people in here have listened to Joseph Murphy's Mastering the Mindset of Wealth. You ever listen to that on YouTube? It's awesome. So I was going to do it with my kids and my uh, nephews and nieces. They wanted me to go through it with them. So I'll open it up for everybody, though, probably for the next month. So at 5 o'clock Sundays at freedomministries.live, Passwords Freedom, um, I'll record those two. I'm just going to go through like 10, 15 minutes for the next five weeks probably and just go through his whole mastering the mindset of wealth. I didn't really want to do it as a normal service, although I probably should because a lot of people struggle with it. Um, but here's the thing. Once your heart is rewired to, to think prosperity, once your heart is rewired to know who you are, it effortlessly produces it. You won't have to strive for it. Um, Ashley, you experienced that, right? You just, it's just happening to you now, isn't it? Because some of you guys remember her testimony. They, 
like uh, they were going to rent her this multi-million dollar home, pay her way more, etc. But she had to move to LA, right? Then they came back and they said, you know what? You're so awesome. You can stay here and we'll still give all that to you. Isn't that cool? So she got the desire of her heart to stay here. And, but that's how it works. The heart is like the soil, the parable of parables like we talked about. And really, if you're struggling, if you're, um, if you're disappointed in prayer, et cetera, it's because you haven't persuaded your heart. So we're going to talk about that tonight just a little bit. And really, it's emotion is the thing that uh, I think here's how most people do it. Because they've been taught so incorrectly and they've never been taught that they're perfectly loved, that Christ is in them, which we're going to talk about tonight. What is Christ in them? And I'm looking at that baptismal pool. What, what does it say? I can't read it from here because I got the thing. I said yes to Jesus today. I guarantee you people that get dipped in that water have no idea what that even means. I mean that in all sincerity. Like They don't know what it means. If I asked them, what does accepting Jesus into your heart mean? They give me the typical Christian thing, but they have no idea what it really means. And what does it mean to be baptized in the Spirit? I don't think they know what, have any idea what it really means. And so uh, we're going to talk about that. What is actually Christ in you, this hope of glory tonight? So anyway, um, so... Next month at least, so 5 o'clock Mountain on Sundays, eight, so that would be 7 o'clock Eastern. I'll be going through uh, Joseph Murphy's Mastering the Mindset of Wealth. If you want to go to YouTube, it's worthwhile listening to. It's so awesome. Really good. He does a really good job with that. So anyway, anybody excited about that? I am. Because it'd be, be nice to uh, have a lot of you guys just have money and, and uh, your divine right for abundance. Because if you're a joint heir of Jesus Christ, it's your divine right, isn't it? Should be. Right? So it's not this begging, striving, trying to earn it. It's really conditioning your heart that you already have it, and then it just produces naturally. So, anyway, let's get into this. So, I want to talk a little bit more about uh, you're appointed by God to serve as a prophet, priest, and king. Um, and we'll go through what does that mean to have Christ in you? And so, uh, let's just hit that next slide. This is one of my favorite prayer quotes of all times. I've been on this all week. And so, I'm going to share some testimonies right after this. Most people are totally unaware of the creative power of imagination within them. You could, you could substitute imagination for the spirit. You could say the spirit within you or the Christ within you. The creative power of imagination within them and bow before the dictates of facts and accept life and what they perceive with their senses. When you discover the creative power within yourself, which again, we could just say Christ in you, the hope of glory, <clears throat> you'll, you'll boldly assert the supremacy of the spirit or imagination and put all things into subjection to it. Isn't that what he's told us? He says, I've given you dominion over the earth, and I've given you the ability to choose life and death. So please choose life. But you can choose death. Isn't that the interesting thing? He goes, I've given you my ability, my spirit, my creative power within you. But I love that. You can boldly assert the supremacy of imagination and put all things into subjection to it. Do you think he means all? I think he means all. Scripture talks about all all the time. There's nothing under heaven that is not plastic as potter's clay. That just means it's pliable. It can change. Plastic is potter's clay to the touch of the shaping spirit of imagination. Neville, it's my favorite prayer verse ever. And uh, does scripture talk about this? I think it does. And so um, let me just share a couple testimonies on this, is uh, how powerful this really is to me. So here's, um, oh, one I forgot. I was looking for it. I must have left it at home on my desk. But um, a friend of mine, this is the power of, of putting everything into subjection. So a friend of mine, she works on commission. And uh, her end of month, so she wanted to have, she was determined, she was saying, March is gonna be the biggest month I've ever had, despite everything going on. March is gonna be the biggest financial month I've ever had. So 
In order to get paid in March, she had to have business in place by February 28th. Some of you guys on commission understand this, right? So she was telling me, February 24, she had zero business. Zero. And she stayed on it. She's like, you know what? This is the confidence I have. The father's heard me. And I have the petitions that I've asked of him. Most people would text me or message me going, I'm doing what you said and it's not working. <laughs> it's okay. You guys just keep doing that to me. But, um. <laughs> Your heart's not persuaded, I can tell. This is what you're doing. You're, you're praying and then you peek. wonder if it's happened. Right? Didn't happen yet. Oh, no. So... Uh, this lady didn't do that. She's like, I'm going to have the biggest month I've ever had, even though she had no business. She had four days to the end of the month. What do you think happened? The last four days, it all came in. She had the biggest month in March she's ever had. God's always on time, guys. He's, if you've heard him, stay on it. You can put everything into subjection. So if you don't anything in your life, can you put it under subjection? Scripture says we can. Isn't that cool? So that was a pretty cool testimony. Here's another one, uh, a friend of mine. I'm not going to use the name because I, I don't know if they asked me so. I just had to write you on this one. One of the most powerful and helpful things for me that you've taught in recent months is how that what you see in your mind's eye, that's your imagination, that's the spirit within you, becomes the seed that is planted in your heart. So when watered with gratitude, the heart naturally produces it. See, the heart is raw power. The, the part of you, the subconscious, the heart, whatever, is literally raw power. That's, you know, Word of Faith talks about faith, but they give you all these requirements in order for God to hear you. Once your heart is persuaded it comes to pass. There's no other way to, to do it. And so th this is what I love. So when we, when we water it with gratefulness, gratefulness, if I'm grateful and thankful for something, I, I already have it. You guys understand that? So once you truly understand prayer, you won't say, I prayed and it didn't happen. Because even if you can't see it in the natural, you'll, your heart will be totally persuaded. You're not gonna look for it. You're, you're persuaded. You're just like, no, I know it's gonna happen. You, don't you guys know when you're persuaded of something? You just know. And I'm, we'll share how to really get that in your heart today, where it just you're persuaded of it. And so when we, when we water it with gratefulness, the heart will naturally produce it. You won't have to figure it out. That's the cool part. Because of the way you explained it, I see in pictures. I now literally visualize everything is in my mind being the cherubim, the two cerebrums, the things I'm looking for as I picture it as being suspended in the middle and knowing my heart takes that and produces it. I was able to get, he, he listened them out, um, uh, eight figures in a matter of four and a half weeks for a real estate project this way. So many things are happening that are amazing. It feels like I'm reaching a, a point of critical mass in terms of knowing and believing my heart. I listen to these messages six to eight times a day to get it deep in my soul. So thanks to you and thanks to whoever it is. Oh, no. Thanks to you and also thanks to whoever archives it. So I have ability to listen to it over and over again. Love you and the Freedom family so much. Isn't that cool? So eight-figure real estate project. He was explaining it to me too. He said it came to me. I'm like, yeah, that's it. That's it. You don't have to struggle about it. If you see this already done, it's going to come to pass somehow, some way. It'll just happen to you. Isn't that cool? Doesn't that sound like not by power of might, but by my spirit? Yeah. Right? Now... I'm just telling you, what most of you do is you revert back to your thing and you think, I have to figure it out. I'm like, oh my God, I don't have this, I don't have that. I'm like, what if he wants to do it in a totally different way so that opens you up to something else? Wouldn't that be better? That's why I want to do that, mastering the mindset of wealth. Amen? Uh, that's enough. I won't share that one. I'll save some of that. So, 
Um, yeah, okay. Then I want to share you this, uh, this video. Stephen Melton showed me this. Um, it's just two minutes. It's, it's a recording from Lewis Howe and, and Joe Dispenza. And uh, they, if you go on YouTube, it's about uh, a week old, Stephen. Is that right? I just recorded two minutes of it because I really want to show you this. this. This fits into exactly what we're talking about, where you can, you're not bound by the, the physical things of what you see. In fact, that's, that's like the least of what we should worry about, what we see in your bank account, what we see the doctors tell you, what we see, any of that. And I'm not weird, word of faith, where it's like, if you need to go to the doctor, please go to the doctor. That's not, I see people do that, like, I'm not gonna do it because I'm gonna do it by faith. No, you're, <laughs> no, if you, if you have to ask me, you should go because your heart is not persuaded. So I'm not, I don't wanna share weirdness like that. It's just, it's better to really get your heart in a place where you never have to go again. Wouldn't that be better? So if you need it right now, they'll go. Go. I'm just convinced. That Barbara and I were talking about the day. Uh, when we're ready to go, we're going to look at each other and go, you ready? Yeah, let's go. We're just going to go together. We've already decided that. Isn't that a good way to do it? Yeah. Probably have a glass of wine and some music and like, all right, let's go. Call our kids and go, we're going to go today. Where are you going? Home. <laughs> I know we can do that. I, I'm so convinced of that. So I'm, I'm just excited to do that. Isn't that a better way to go? Yeah, and so we're just so far from where our original design, man. We, Christianity was not supposed to be a religion. It was not supposed to be a, um, that's why debating theology is, is such a waste of my breath. Because so many people are learning about God, studying God, getting more verses, doing this, debating this, posting this, doing that. I'm like, while you guys are busy doing all of that, we're just gonna teach people how to freely receive and be loved sons and daughters. Isn't that better? See, to me, I'm all about, if it doesn't work, then I could care less. I don't, like, yeah, I studied this, great. What does it do for me right now? I'm just, I guess I'm practical, Iowa farm kid. Like, how does that help me? Well, because it's important. How? Because you know the Bible then. Like, I know lots of people that know the Bible and kick butt in life. Wouldn't you rather kick butt in life or do you want to know the Bible? I, just to me, I'm like, I'd rather kick butt in life. Does that help? Maybe not. You guys are quiet tonight. You were much more excited last week. I think everybody was like excited to get out. So, um, we. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Pretty rare. Pretty rare. I'm just being honest. What's that? Yeah, I, I, yeah, it's just pretty rare to me, right? I don't know, who's your example? And here's what I would say. The people that really know the Bible, check their kids. Check the second generation. They usually punt. They usually go because they can't live up to it, and the kids are like, screw this. I don't want to do this. If, if mom and dad can't love me for who I am, then I'm out, right? It's like, praise God, my kids are normal, sort of. <laughs> no you guys are it's like you guys are so easy it's, it's awesome so I, I, I thank mom for that all the time I'm going I'm mildly retarded most of the time mom's pretty good at this deal so uh, anyway I just think we're so far from our original design that it was not supposed to be religion it was not it was supposed to we'll, we'll kind of share this tonight like what does Christ in you mean being a Christian meant you carried divinity like you realized that Christ was in you and you lived differently how do I know this? And I'm not trying to be critical or anything else. It's just, I know this, that we've, 
we've taught people rights and wrongs, do's and nots. We've taught people legalism. From the very, um, just being an observer of everything going on, just, just we, live in a, we live in a town that's very evangelized, don't we? And I don't see like a lot of life coming out of that. I see a lot of people running around with their masks on. I go, if, if you understood the Christ life within you, that's the least of your worries. Like, and I don't care if you want to mask. It's just that, that to me is a, uh, I haven't taught you who you are yet because it would be silliness to me. That's why I, I carry this grubby little thing like holes in it and everything else when they make me put on my mask at Costco. And I put it on half ways and under my mouth and there, does that work? They let me in. Like, it's just... No, I don't put on my hazmat suit to go shop. It's just like, that to me, they do not understand Christ in you. I'm not critical of you if you do that. That's really an indictment on myself then. It's like, you really don't know who you are yet because there's nothing outside of a man that defiles a man. Nothing. Is a, is a, is a virus a bug outside of you? It's outside of you, right? There's nothing outside of you that can defile a man. What defiles a man? The heart, believing the bug can do something to you. Does that make sense? And so anyway, I would watch this whole video. I'll get off my soapbox. It's just, it bothers me when I watch the Christian community, how lame they are, like, like how wimpy it is. I'm like, no, it, it, we're supposed to have the Christ life in us. Like Christ is in us. You guys understand what that means? I don't think people do. That's why we'll cover it tonight. But, so watch this because they do a great job. But I'm going to show you a two-minute clip of how basically... Well, uh, let me just, let's watch that clip of Joe Dispenser. But I can tell you a quick story about a woman who uh, is a nurse in, in, in London, and she had a, uh, a stroke, and um, it was right under the optic nerve, and it caused blindness in the left lower quadrant in both eyes, like from uh, like 6 o'clock to 9 o'clock. Uh, she uh, was clinically blind uh, as a result of the stroke, and she lost her driver's license, she couldn't function as a nurse anymore. She couldn't type, uh, compromised uh, because she was uh, diagnosed as legally blind. So her life changed dramatically. And so she went to all the doctors and, and the, pretty, the prognosis is pretty straightforward. If you don't see many changes after two weeks, uh, you're probably not going to see many changes after that point. And so a year went by, she was asking all her colleagues. I mean, I think if you if you if you want a good doctor ask a nurse nurses know good doctors and so she went to all the good doctors that she knew get used to it it's probably going to degenerate over as you age and one of the doctors said hey why don't you go uh to this dispense event i'll go with you so they came so they 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 did the course the preliminary course and they came prepared and and it didn't even occur to her that she wanted to heal her vision she was more interested in just learning how to cope in her life, and she wanted to start a nonprofit, but she was curious. Learning how to cope with the, the vision. The yeah. That's what she thought, that she would be a better person. So halfway through the event, it occurs to her, maybe I could heal this thing. Wow. And she's in a walking meditation, and she gets lit up and inspired. She goes into the next meditation in the late morning. She finishes the meditation, she lays down, and she has this crackling sound in her brain, and with this kind of temperature change. Uh, when she opens her eyes, she has complete recovery, uh, complete recovery wow. uh, of her blindness. We, we have the medical scans to show that the before is, uh, scan is, of her eyes is all black between 6 o'clock and 9 o'clock.
the Monday after the event, on the Monday morning, there's not one black spot on the post scan, neither eye. So she had complete recovery, a complete change in wow. her And she can still see fine today? She's we just, good. We, we just saw her in Munich in February. Uh, she was one of the volunteers and still uh, doing very well. No, wow, amazing. Legally blind, right? She goes to the, and, uh, goes to the Dispenza event. Doctor encouraged her to go. That's awesome to me. Is enough we can get pastors to do it. That'd really be something. So, um, uh, and I'll, I'll show you how simple this really is when you understand it. It's, it's, she didn't have to take the, even though she did, she accepted the doctor's report like I'm legally blind. I can't see from six to nine o'clock and you know what he's talking about. And uh, went to the event not even really thinking, oh, I'm going to go get healed, etc. But she starts getting around it and hearing the testimonies. He goes, man, maybe I could be healed. And so she's, this is literally, if you've ever listened to Joe Dispenza, it's simply this. This is how simple prayer is. This is your divinity. How, how does all this work? Can we really boldly look at any situation and boldly make it submit? I think we can. I think we can. That's the spirit life, the Christ life within us, where it says, by faith we understand that everything you see physical is actually controlled by the spiritual. Does that make sense to you guys? Most people, it happened to you, and then you go, oh my God, and, and the, well, the doctor said this, and this, and this, and that's, I don't, I don't want to sound word of faithy, like just ignore it. No, it's a real thing to you, but more real should be this. I have the Christ life within me, and I can simply desire what I want. This is, this is you've heard Joe Dispenza talk about this all the time. And this is really real. So we have a heart and mind, our, our inner man and our mind, our thinking part of us, right? And so how the, how the Hebrews looked at it, and Paul in Scripture in Ephesians, you have a male part of you and a female part of you, where when he's talking about marriage, he's, he says, I'm really talking about the Christ life within you and the, and the church. And so he says, the male part, we get to choose the seed. This is the parable of parables. So let's just say you're blind. Do you want to be blind? Probably not. So what do you choose? oh, it'd be nice to see something. That's the male part of us. That's the seed that we're going to plant. We're going to see ourselves as being able to see. Does that make sense to you guys? Now, the heart, the, the female part of us, the subconscious, whatever you want to call it, is literally raw power. That's all it is. It's, uh, in aeronautical engineering, we would call it this. We'd go, a lot of thrust, no vector, meaning there's all power there, but you're not pointing it to where it wants to go. Does that make sense? It'd be like Elon Musk rocket where it's off vector and it's just flying around. It's like bottle rockets, right? You guys grow up shoot bottle rockets at each other? Oh, it's a blast, isn't it? Witch whistles are the worst, though. <laughs> Those will make you jump. So, huh? Yeah, witch whistles are hurt. So we used to zip each other with witch whistles. Can't do that here. Stuff burns down here. Midwest, you, nothing burns. You could do it all night and just everybody, mad. your neighbors be mad at you, but that's about it. So did you do that round of growing up? You didn't shoot Roman candles at each other or anything like that? Oh, this, I, this, I'm proof there's a God. Nothing burned down. None of our, all of our eyeballs are still here. It's just crazy stuff we used to do. Now we can't even drive a tricycle without a helmet. So <laughs> we know helmets. We shot bottle rockets at each other. Like, come on. That's more fun, isn't it? Oh, I know. We did put football helmets on, but it didn't help the eyes so much. It was fun when the BB gun would bounce off their helmet because you could hear it. Everybody start laughing because it makes a big tingy sound, right? So somebody takes it into their own hands. That's happened a few times before. Just come out there while you're on your bike and wipe you out on your bike. So you can go to jail now. Like kids can't even be kids. What am I talking about? I got distracted by... Oh, so, all right. So if they're, 
Um, so she wants to have sight. All right, that's the seed I'm gonna plant. I'm gonna plant sight. The heart will produce it. That's the female part of us. It's submissive, meaning that it'll produce whatever you want. And uh, every time, Mike Charbo sent me a thing this week. Of, he was like, wow, I'm starting to get it. He planted some radishes, and he goes, so I planted that little seed. You can't find the seed anymore, but now all of a sudden these beautiful radishes are coming up. Because that is the secret or the mystery of the kingdom of God. You get to choose what you plant. And if you know that your heart will bring it forth, no matter what, it'll bring it forth. That's all faith is. Isn't that wild? So here's Joe Dispenza. You've heard this. And this is why I love the science behind it. Because the quantum aspect of this is just confirming what prayer really is. So here's what they would say. <coughs> your, your head, this is just good review for all of you guys. Because I want you to really experience God. And people are doing it all over. The testimonies. I got another great one. I'll, maybe I'll share here. It's uh, Dr. John in Wisconsin sent me this. Yeah, I better share it. So here's, here's, uh, so here's all it is. You get to choose what you want. So if you have a, a health condition, you probably would choose health. You'd probably see yourself as whole, as vibrant, as healthy, as, as uh, however you wanted. And the, the brain, the mind, has an, an electric function to it if you look at it. You, that's why I love looking at people's aura. And you can feel it you know, when you walk into a room if somebody's grumpy, can't you? I can I, once you get pretty sensitive to it, you can really go in. And, and then the heart has a magnetic charge to it, which is multitudes more strong than your brain. Most people pray up here. They, they don't engage their heart at all. They don't engage their emotion at all. They're, they're praying from a total position of scarcity. They're t- praying from a total position of, oh, please, God, please, God, begging God. But their heart is far from him. Their heart is not calm. Their heart is not relaxed. And everything happens here, guys. It happens here. So he would say this is most people, their, their, their brains, their memories are artifacts of past experiences. Oh yeah. You know what? When this happens to me, I'm supposed to feel this emotion. And then the body is just a record of emotions in literally every cell of your body. And your body will not accept anything that's not an elevated emotion of already what it is. That's why gratitude, love, joy, all these things. Hey, believe you have received it. Think on these things that they're lovely, pure. If there's any virtue with thanksgiving, gratitude, right? And he goes, all of a sudden now what's happening is you have a clear intention or this would be your prayer goal, whatever it is. This is what I want to desire in my life. And I feel as if I already have it right now. So if you already have the answer to your prayer, this is where most people miss it. They're praying to God, hoping he'll do it. You guys relate to that? And then they peak. Didn't happen yet. Like my friend, I'm gonna have the biggest month I've ever had in, in March. February 24, there was zero business. He goes, nope, Father heard me. I'm gonna have the big, I've only got four days left of the month. All came in in the last four days. Isn't that awesome? So she experienced as if it was already done. So if you, so this person, this lady, if she was experiencing, um, hey, I wanna see, now how good would it feel if I could see? So you picture yourself all, already seeing and you feel how good it would feel. Is this about as simple as you can get? But this is real prayer. So that's how it works. Let me just share this testimony of Dr. John. So this is pretty cool. So he, was, he shared, he tunes in from Wisconsin. So it says a mother was struggling with toilet training for her seven-year-old autistic son. Oh man, moms, moms and dads. So if you have kids that have been diagnosed with whatever, um, you know, the doctors are going, hey, and listen, I'll, I'll share the things that she went through. Over the years, she got... <coughs> uh, so anyway, the seven-year-old autistic son had, wasn't toilet trained yet. So over the years, she got advice from two occupational therapists, one bowel specialist, 
three different pediatricians. She tried everything. She tried positive incentives like toys, even a Disney cruise, but nothing worked. Then here's what Dr. John said. So he said, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna try something um, with her and the son. We're gonna try visualization. Does this sound familiar? So here's what happens. They were like, okay. So I told them to close your eyes and relax. Then I said, okay, Nicholas, we're going to go through these visualizations, these steps of what we wanted to happen. And I said, you're going to visualize yourself in the living room playing with your toys, and suddenly you have an urge to go to the toilet and you feel it coming, the pressure in your bottom, and you quickly go and run to the bathroom. Now visualize yourself turning the lights on, you pull your pants down and sit on the potty. You're relaxed, calm, and content. I said, just to relax, imagining <clears throat> that, you, uh, that you're going to the bathroom and now listen to it fall into the potty. This is, this is really visual for a seven-year-old kid. I love this stuff. Feel how good it makes your butt, so now here's where the emotion comes in. Feel how good it makes your body feel that you've eliminated it and just imagine the feeling you're having of how proud you are and how happy you are and how excited you are and wipe yourself, pull up your pants. Now imagine yourself now coming to find me, mom, because you're so excited to share this news with me. You walk out and you see yourself finding me saying, mom, mom, I have a surprise. You have to come and see what I did. Now imagine taking me by the hand and taking me to the bathroom and showing me. (coughs) We all did that, didn't we? First time your kid went to the bathroom on the potty. Take the happiest moment ever. (laughs) But the most glorious moment ever is when your kids, the last child is out of diapers, right? (laughs) That was like, praise God, there's a God. So that was the most glorious moment for us anyway. Now imagine me taking by the hand and showing me the potty. I said, imagine how excited you're going to, you are and how great it is going to feel when, you hug and, when I hug you and I kiss you and I tell you what an awesome job you've done and how proud I am of you. <clears throat> so I asked, can you feel that? He said, yes, I can. I just, so I told him, just keep imagining what it feels like. So here's a seven-year-old autistic kid, three occupational therapists, uh, no, two occupational therapists, one bowel specialist, three pediatricians for years have tried everything. You think it worked? Absolutely worked. Next, so the first night I did the same thing. I said, imagine how awesome it feels, how proud, you, <clears throat> how proud we are of you. But this time I'm gonna imagine that you're outside. You have the urge and you quickly run to the bathroom and you take your pants down and go potty. Then I'm in a different place in the house and you come find mom and how excited you are and how proud we are of you and your sister's proud of you and everybody in the room is excited for you and we call grandma and grandpa and we call your auntie. We listen to how excited and proud they are of you and what it's going to feel like when they all hug you and hold you. Imagine how happy and at peace you're gonna feel. The first two nights, he still went in his pull-up, but by the third night, everything happened exactly what we visualized it, and he has not had an accident since. How's that, man? So that's just awesome. That is a doctor understanding the Christ life within them and teaching a seven-year-old autistic kid. So if that gives you guys hope. Right? <laughs> all right, let's get into this. So, all right, Colossians 125. What does it mean to have, we get so used to names, like Christ in you. I don't think anybody knows what it is. So here's, here's Apostle Paul. I became a servant by the commission God gave me to fully proclaim to you the word of God. The full word of God is what Paul says here. And so this mystery or mysterion that was hidden for ages and generations, but is now revealed to his saints. And that actually, that word there, saints, is hagios. It's really all his set apart, all of his children, his entire humanity, if you go look at Paul's writings. So to them, God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles. So at this time in scripture, there were the Jews, that was one nation, and then all the other nations were considered what? The Gentiles. So there were two, two really two 
two groups of people. There were the, the Jewish people, and then there were all the other nations called Gentiles. So some of the translations actually say that. All the nations. It just depends on the translation. So the mystery is now revealed um, to all the other nations. I'm going to say it that way. All the other nations, the glorious riches of the mystery, the secret, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. And I've talked about that word glory. It's kavod. It's the weightiness of God, where if you took a scale and you put God on one side and you on the other, literally what righteousness means, the kavod of you, is when they put God on the one side of the scale and you on the other side of the scale, what does the scale do? It's even. He's the Melchizedek. He's the king of rightness. Equal scales, equal weight. Isn't that wild? I think most people, because they've been taught this do's and don'ts and religious stuff, they've never been taught what it means to have Christ in you. You carry the glory of God, the kavot, the weightiness of God. Isn't that wild? We start getting that. That'd be something, wouldn't it? So that's why I always like, for me, a good mental exercise is if you're praying for something and Jesus came to you personally and said, guess what? You never have to pray again because you're going to have this. Most of you guys would get really excited, wouldn't you? But here's what he said. I'm in you, and you're in me, and it's the Father's good pleasure to give you the Basilius, the, the royal reign. I've given you my royal reign. So when you pray, it's as if he prayed. Hallelujah. End the story, right? It should be. That's what I'm trying to get across to you guys. So, chose to make known the Gentiles the glorious riches of the mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. We proclaim him, admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom, so that we may present everyone teleos, the end, perfect, nothing to add in Christ. So the whole of scripture, the end, we, we talk about eschatology to the Bible. What's the end? Christ in you. This is the end. This is perfection. Christ, this is the perfectness. There's, there's no time or space anymore. You're in him and it's the perfection as Christ is in you. You're perfect and glorious. This is what everybody, all all the Hebrews have been waiting for, all the prophets have been waiting for all the time is the revelation that you're teleos. You're perfect in him, Christ in you. You guys get it? So don't worry about the four horsemen and everything else. It's Christ in you which was the end. Praise God. So, so what is Christ? If I ask most Christians, I go, what's Christ? They think it's like his proper name, Jesus Christ. Or it's a swear word, depending on how you grew up, right? So some, if you listen to my dad growing up, you would think it was my name, actually. So... Uh, because I'd get in trouble, and then that was usually what came out. So I'm like, no, I'm Mike. I'm not Jesus Christ, right? It's just like, but most Christians think Jesus Christ is like a proper name. To a Hebrew, Christ was something very different, guys. It was literally the Messiah. So if you look at Christ, it's Strong's 5547. It's Christos. To anoint with olive oil, properly the anointed one, the Christ, the Messiah. To the Jewish nation, you got to understand, the Messiah was the king. A king was going to come from the Davidic throne, and save Israel. That was Mashiach. That was Messiah. That's literally what they expected. Now, what a wild thing when he says this mystery is that the Mashiach is not an earthly king. In fact, it's even in the Gentiles. How crazy is that? They think, oh my gosh, this is going to come out of here, right? So if you go look at it, and I, I did it word for word, so I didn't put any of my interpretation in this. I just did, it helps word studies. So I, I clicked on, if you go to Bible Hub, I clicked on Christ in you, and in is a preposition. It means inside something. If I say I'm in the house, you know what I'm talking about. I'm not outside the house. So if Christ is, Christ wasn't outside of me, it says, here's the mystery, is Christ is where? 
in the house, in me and you, the tabernacle. So he didn't jump in there when we said the magic words. The mystery was he's in there and he's always been there and it's been hidden for ages, but it's now revealed. He's not just the, the, the king of the Israel, is the nation of Israel, the Messiah that's gonna save them. It's in the Gentiles and the Jews, right? So the Mashiach, the Savior, salvation is where? Within you. you that's why I go, you have everything you need to put everything in your life into sub, under subjection if you understand Christ's life in you. So <clears throat> if you click on it, it says Christos from the word Creo, 5548. So Creo, to anoint by rubbing or pulling olive oil on someone to represent the flow, empowering of the Holy Spirit. Anointing literally involved rubbing oil, olive oil on the head, that's his Old Testament, especially to present someone as divinely authorized or appointed by God to serve as a prophet, priest, or king. So, I've tried to share this with you. So, when we're trying to read this, this Western book, or Eastern book from a Western mind, um, we think the anointing is you falling down, barking like a dog sometimes. That's not what Scripture says, but that's how it's been interpreted. So, that's just weird to me. What it was, the Mashiach, the salvation, the royal kingly throne from the Davidic line is in you. It's within you. And that's what he says. When the Spirit, when I send my, when you get baptized in the name of the Holy Spirit, you're going to realize I'm in you, you're in me, and you can call me Abba, Daddy. Isn't that wild? And we are joint heirs of Jesus Christ. So, in the Old Testament, you can go look at, uh, well, they give you some of the verses there. So, if you look at Samuel, you, and even Samuel, this is pretty interesting, is Samuel, the name Samuel is Shemel. Shem is the name of God. So, when the name of God anoints Saul, in some of these verses, Saul became a nothing to a what? A king, royal status. And he starts prophesying, it says, with all the different prophets, etc. So the, a prophet, when a prophet spoke, like Old Testament prophet, when they spoke, they, would, they were operating as appointed by God, and if they spoke, something was going to happen. Does that make sense to you guys? So when we are anointed, he says the, the anointing literally is not externally like the prophets, priests, and the kings of the Old Testament. The anointing and the anointed one, Mashiach, is actually in every one of you. So every one of you have been appointed as a prophet, priest, and a king. So, and it's, they're all really close if you look at them. I know we look at them as very different roles, but they're very close if you go look at them. So Shemel, Samuel, is name of God. Literally, is Shem is name and, and El is God. And it says, when you get the name of God and you're anointed, you're gonna be a prophet, priest, and a king, like Saul. You know? Anyway, so then we see all those verses where a king shall decree a thing and it shall be established. You guys remember all those verses? That really is, you're operating as a prophet. You're operating as the kingly anointing, etc. And every one of you have it. Isn't that interesting? Now, the other part I wanted to get about this is, is uh, if you were a priestly role in the Old Testament, so the, the priests from the Aaron's bloodline, when the oil was poured on them externally, that meant that they could go face to face with God in the holiest of holies and they could represent you and I to God. So meaning that you could pray for somebody else, and the Jews believe that. So if the, if the high priest goes into the holiest of holies, we know God answers his prayer. Follow me? So then, this revelation that, hey, 
You're, you, you and I are divinely appointed by God to be a prophet, priest, and a king. That means we say things and it'll come to pass. Isn't that wild? We can intervene and pray. This is what our whole prayer group's about. We can pray for people knowing that we can represent them, even though they can go straight face to face with God. In fact, they can't get any closer than oneness. But if they don't understand who they are, you and I can, we can pick, figure out a, a lovely goal, a lovely thing that we want to pray for them. We, we get a bad report, whatever it is. Guess what? You and I can represent them before the Father face to face and intervene for them. Isn't that cool? That was the priestly role. That was the kingly role. You guys got it? So who is the prophet, the priest, and the king that can represent God? You and I. You see Paul talk about it all the time. We are ambassadors of Christ. We are joint heirs of Christ. You guys are the prophet, priest, and the king. You can represent God and intervene as an ambassador, and he has to back you up. That's what sonship's about, too, is when, there was a, when you were anointed as a son, when you were bar mitzvahed, guess what? You carried the, basically, you carried the authority of the house, whoever the head of the house. And then he says, when you're, when you're baptized in the name and you realize you can call me Abba, whose authority do you carry? God himself. You guys get this? So, is it time to freak out with everything you see going on with COVID and everything else? No, no. That's why I'm really encouraged because I, I understand who we are. I understand. I'm trying to get across to the masses on the internet and everything else who you really are. What does Christ in you, the hope of glory, actually mean? You don't need to learn more. This is where, Martha, I'm not afraid if people want to go learn more of the Bible, but if they would take one one hundredth of the time they, they take studying the Bible and actually go do this, their life would change tomorrow. They know so much scripture they can't function. I'm, I, does anybody see people like that? And you see other people that childlike faith don't know one Bible verse, they go, yeah, I believe it. Boom. So what's more powerful to you? I want to live it. I want to actually experience it, don't you? I want to I pray with people, etc. And, and we see them. And you're, that's why I'm, I'm so thankful for you guys, your testimonies. Because they're getting it. They're realizing how simple this is. So let's just go to this last slide here. All right. So Christ in you, literally the Mashiach in you, means it's no longer an external anointing like the prophets, priests, and the kings. In the new covenant, it says this. It says, even the handmaidens, or meaning like even the lowliest of low, all sarks, all flesh, he poured out his anointing of sonship. They're going to realize they're sons. So in the old covenant, it was only prophets, priests, and the kings. But guess what? In the new covenant, you and I get to play. All of us are anointed. And the anointing's within so any real change has to have a heart level change. So anyway, you, Christ in you, the hope of glory literally meant you serve as a prophet, priest, and a king with the authority of God as his ambassador. So you're divinely authorized to serve as prophet, priest, or king. This is Christ in you. That's the imagination in you like to talk about. You could call it the spirit in you where you can see something you don't want in your life, somebody else's life, and we can intervene for them. Follow me? Wouldn't it be better that you know who you are and uh, you don't have to send a prayer train out and go, I'll pray for your brother. I just know I get nothing out of that. that. Honestly, I'm just like, oh, I'm on my own here. It's such religiosity when I hear that kind of stuff. Like, that's somebody who doesn't, just forget it. <clears throat> I got this, that's what I was telling them. It's a great thought, it just doesn't work. <laughs> it's, it's not a nice thought, actually, to me. Because you're, you're, you, the people who say that have such a false hope. I just... Anybody with me on this? You go, brother, I'll pray for you. Honestly, growing up, I'm, I knew then, I'm like, oh, I'm on my own completely. <laughs> the religious guys are gonna pray for me? <laughs> Good luck, man. 
right? I'll get my rugby buddies to pray for me and it'll be better. So, because <laughs> they were real. They were actually real. And so anyway, you don't need more knowledge. You don't need more scriptures. When Paul says, I'm going to present all of you teleos in Christ, meaning how much more do you need to learn? None. That's what he's trying to say. You are fully equipped right now to operate as a prophet, priest, and a king. You don't need more knowledge. You don't need more scripture. You don't need more anything. You need a revelation that you're the end. You're teleos in Christ. You are right now anointed as a prophet, priest, and a king to operate as him. That's the end. That's teleos. Wouldn't that be better? Well, I don't know what to do. Can you see it and feel as if it's already done? It'll happen to you. Hallelujah. Isn't that good news? Hey, seven-year-old, autistic. See how good it would feel when, when mommy and, and auntie and everybody go, I'm so proud of you. Man, in three days, what they couldn't do in seven years. Is that awesome? That's way better. That's way better to me because that's, that's an answer to a single mom I'm sure was struggling, crying herself to sleep some nights going, I don't understand how this works. God, I'm so angry at you. If you're real, why don't you show up? Until Dr. John told her who she really was and how to do it. Isn't that better? So that's, what I, that's all I'm saying, Martha. I'm like, you can read to your heart's content, but one one hundredth of the time, do this. Okay? Does that help? It'll radically change your life. Anybody agree with that? You're seeing changes like never before? Yeah, Reuben is. I'm glad at least one guy. So, all right. So that's where everything going on with COVID and Black Lives Matter and all this different stuff. I'm just not going there. You're not going there because it's, it does nothing for me. Well, that's where, to me, I'm like, you guys, that's why I just delete your negative stuff on Facebook, everything else, because I'm not here to debate you. I'm not here. As soon as you're busy and done beating up all the people, scaring them with an angry God, bring them to us. We'll actually help them get their prayers answered here. So while others are arguing, fretting, you choose a beautiful desire for yourself or others. Joe Dispenza would call that that clear intention. Hey, what do you want? I want to not go to the bathroom in my pants. Is it simple as that? right? How good are you going to feel if that was true? That was it. That was it. Isn't that wild? So <clears throat> the clear intention is what do you want, guys? So if there's something going on in your life or somebody else, a family member or somebody else, our country, our state, etc., what do we want? You arguing about this life matters or that life matters. And like, it's of course your life matters. That's why I'm not, I'm not going to go there. Be, that's silliness to me. Of course it matters. The real change is going to happen when you know how much you're loved and that you can receive from the Father anything at any time. That's when real change happens. Does this help you guys? That's how it works, guys. So anyway, what would you... This is so simple. So you've got something going... You, there's something... Let's just take somebody... You're going to pray for somebody else. And actually, this is what we do in our prayer group all the time, isn't it? And it just works, guys. So they give us their, their laundry list of, hey, here's what's going on. But what do you want? That's where we try to get to the bottom of it. What do you want? You don't want all that stuff going on, I'm, I'm assuming. What do you want? Oh, I would love to have health. I would love to never worry about money again. I would love to uh, have my relationships work. I would, whatever. It's always those three things really to me. All right. How good would it feel if that was already true? That's prayer. So prayer isn't, I'm picturing it, and then I look and see if it worked. Because that means your heart's not persuaded yet. Does that make sense to you guys? If you're persuaded, it doesn't even matter. Man, I, I, I'm healed. I'm whole. Like, I knew, I knew 
uh, Mark and Beth, I knew when he was healed of Waldenstrom's disease. I remember the, the phone call. He's like, I'm going in tomorrow. And just in his voice, he was so convicted and persuaded. He didn't even have his surgery yet. He knew he was whole. I got off the phone. I was like, he's healed. Because he, his heart was convinced of it. How do you convince your heart? It does not come by a theological argument. It doesn't come by, I'm just picturing it. In fact, if you do anything, how good would it feel to know that you already are prosperous? How good would it feel to know you're already healed? How good would it feel to know you already have this amazing relationship and you are that person? That's where you feel as if it's already done. Does this help you guys? And that feeling, that persuasion of the heart, your body will not accept anything that isn't a higher elevated emotion than what you're already feeling. So if it's not of gratitude, love, joy, you're not praying, trying to get God to move. It's a, it's a subtle distinction, but it's so real. You are thanking God and feeling the joy of your prayers if it's already been answered. And if you stay in that emotion, I promise you it'll work 100% of the time. If there's only four days left and you're going, I'm gonna have the biggest month I've ever had and nothing's come in, maybe you've even gone backwards. How does it feel to experience right now when, you, when you're closing your eyes to go to sleep, you're experiencing the emotion of you've just had your greatest month you've ever had. Boom, it happened in four days, amen? Does this help you guys? I'm going too long, so. Anyway, so what would the feeling be like you're already the person already had the desire you were praying about? That's the elevated emotion he talks about. Gratitude is the fastest way because it's really, if I'm thankful for something that's already happened, that means I already have it. I'm not looking for it. The doctor's report doesn't matter to me. Um, my physical conditions don't matter to me. The bank account really doesn't matter to me because I know I already have it. And he's always on time. He's always on time, even if it takes the last four days. So that's what I was saying. Your heart is pure, raw power, where it talks about the planting of the seed, right? It's raw power. It'll, it'll do whatever you want to do there. So you get to choose. But how you convince your heart, persuade your heart, is the feeling. It's the emotion of it. It's feel as if it's already happened to you, not begging God, hoping it happens to you. See the difference there? So if, we, if we're looking at our marriage, we're not going, please, God, fix our marriage. What are we doing? Barbara and I do this, both of us do this all the time. We see ourselves having this amazing, fantastic marriage, enjoying it before we even experience it. And then it comes to pass. It's awesome. Isn't that cool? Most of you guys are complaining about each other. <laughs> Stop. Stop it. Grow up. So your heart is the pure, raw power of God. It carries what you consistently choose and feel. Hey, have a desire. This is what I want. And I feel the joy of it's already answered. I use my, my emotion to see myself as that person I desire to be, regardless of what's going on out here. Does that help you guys? So I just put that, because a lot of you guys, I'm like, oh, I'm frustrated. I prayed, and I was, I was so sure that it was answered. Then I looked, and it wasn't answered. Well, then you weren't sure it was answered. Because if you're sure it was answered, you don't look to see if it was answered. It naturally just happens to you. Does that help? Good? Simple, 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 simple. So simple, a five-year-old has to be able to do it. That's the kingdom, amen? So if you knew you could change anything in your life, start tonight, what would you change? See exactly what you want. This is what I want. This is, this is, the, this is the house I want. This is the marriage I want. This is how I want my finances to look. This is how, uh, um, whatever you're going through, what do you really want? And then the true prayer is seeing yourself and feeling it as if it's already done. The feeling is more key than the words and the, the, the pictures even. The feeling that it's already done because that's the thing that programs your heart. 
And once your heart's convinced, guys, you know what faith is. You've all had it. You just know in your knower that it's over, done, etc. You don't care what's happening outside of you. You're convinced that it's done. Amen? And just stay on that emotion. It'll change your heart. It'll rewire your heart and you'll get it. Praise God. All right. So, Father, we love you. We praise you. We magnify you. Oh, thank you, Father, that you've made this actually simple. You've made this so simple. You've set before us life and death. When we really understand that Christ is in us, that we're a prophet, priest, and a king, that Christ's life is in us, we can literally take any physical situation in our life and realize we can bring it into subjection to what we do with our heart and minds. We can count on it. We can go to the bank on it because you've designed us that way. You've set before us life and death. We can choose life and when we just see and feel as if it's already done until our heart is persuaded, that heart is raw power and it'll bring it to pass. It'll put the people, it'll put the places, it'll put the things together where I don't even know how it's going to work. All I can do is just give you glory as I see it unfold in my life. Amen? That's prayer. So if you need prayer, we'll, we'll come up here in the priestly role and, and operate with you. So hopefully it helps, guys. God bless. So next week we'll be here. And then uh, 27th and July 4th, we'll do it from home. Oh, yeah. So if you want to give, um, inspire to give to freedom. All you guys online, appreciate that. I said, we're going to get some estimates for uh, our friend and, and whether we fly down there and take care of it or, or just get contractors there. So hope that helps, guys. God bless you.